CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. August 23rd, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference. The third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at tenbound.com conference. That's tenbound.com conference. See you August 23rd. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I am honored to bring on a friend of mine who is a rising star in the sales development community, Mr. Ron Nelson. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing fantastic, David. Really honored to be on the podcast. What's the saying? You know, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> so that's kind of the situation. <laughs> Nice, uh, dude. Know, big, big fan of yours. So really honored to be on the pa- the podcast today. Oh man, I'm really excited to get you on because you know I remember you the first time I met you. I think it was at the first sales development conference that we put on, and you know it's months of work and preparation and making sure that everything's cool and everything went well. And it was at the end, and I was just like completely burnt. And you came up to me and introduced yourself. You were really cool. And you just said, hey, that was a great conference. And I was like, you know what? I like this guy. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, I got so much out of that conference. You know, not only did I learn, but it was a great opportunity to network. And, you know, I got a chance to meet you, you know, John Barrows and so many other folks. I mean, it was fantastic. And I was just so pumped up. And I'm really glad that you're, you know, doing the conference. There's a ton of value in it. And, you know, everybody I talk to, I really encourage them to attend. Oh, man, I love it. I hope to see you there again this year. Oh, without a doubt. No question. (laughs) We're getting you in. We're getting you in. So, dude, I wanted to bring you on the show. I mean, your your story is so interesting in that, you know, you know how you got into sales development and became a success in this industry. So if people aren't, aren't aware of your story and your background, can you bring us up to speed on how you got into sales development and what you've been working on? Absolutely. You know, it's kind of a crazy story, but, you know, I had a sports background. And so after college, you know, I, I kind of I didn't know if I want to go to law school, whatever. I ended up in, you know, long story short, I ended up in retail auto sales and got, you know, took to it like a fish to water. You know, I love the concept of having, you know, personal goals along with team goals, you know, working together as a team, you know, trying to accomplish things, you know, loved it. You know, had a great career, you know, worked my way up, ultimately becoming a general sales manager. So, you know, now I'm running a sales department, you know, everything's going great. And then all of a sudden the recession comes and, you know, literally was wiped out. You know, it was crazy. And, you know, a lot of the family owned dealerships, you know, went away. And unfortunately, you know, that impacted me. And so now for the first time in my life, I'm having to you know, I'm unemployed, I don't have a job, and I'm having to try and figure out, you know, do I want to stay in this business, which had been hit hard by the internet and all these kinds of changes, 
you know, or do I want to make a career change? And as much as I love the auto industry, you know, the one drawback is, is you're working six, seven days a week, you know, the holidays, you know, that's when you have your biggest sales, you know, so you're away from family, you know, you're working 10, 12 hours a day. And I, and I don't mind working hard, you know, but having to be physically at the dealership, you know, for that amount of time, you know, so I decided that, you know, I was going to transition into more of a B2B sales you know, have more of a, a structured, you know, hours, although, you know, obviously we work, you know, on weekends in the evenings as well, but you're more in control of that. And you can, you know, spend time with family and, you know, I have a daughter and that's really important to me, you know, so I thought, well, Hey, I'm, I'm this, you know, successful general sales manager. This is going to be an easy transition. And it was not <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> you know, it, it, I learned, you know, like the experience that I had with a B2C sale, it wasn't really valued in tech. And then, you know, keep in mind, we're in a recession. So, you know, I was determined to break into this business. You know, sales development was, you know, that that, you know, that avenue for me to get into it. Uh, I started, you know, at the bottom. I was making 1350 an hour. It was a call center environment. It was an auto dialer, not like, you know, sales law for outreach where you're clicking and you're dialing, but like they're pumping the calls in. So I'm making like I'm receiving like three, four hundred calls a day. <laughs> I mean, I'm like chained to a desk. It was crazy. And and I'm bartending at night. So like I was in the Bay Area. So Damn. I'm in I'm working in Oakland. I jump on a bar train. I go to San Francisco and I bartend at night and like repeat, you know, rewind. But it was hell, you know, at the time. But, you know, when you talk about like phone stamina and, you know, when I ask, you know, teams that I'm running now, you know, to, to make 40 or 50 dials, I'm like, trust me, you can do this. That's not a lot. And I kind of tell them my story, you know. But I just kind of worked my way, you know, from that job into, you know, now I'm more in a tech oriented space. I was working at Good Technology, you know, then now I moved to a, a business development role in Los Angeles. And then from there, I moved on and became a, a sales development rep where I'm currently at, at Information Builders. And it turned out like, you know, they talk about everything happens for a reason. And, you know, I firmly believe that because, uh, you know, I landed at a great company with a really tremendous opportunity. Yeah. Tell me about that. I mean, well, first of all, you know, going through that experience, how do you feel about, you know, working in the tech industry now and the change from the automotive to grinding out in a call center to the tech industry? I mean, you must have observations about you know, how they're different? Well, for me, you know, it really, I developed thick skin and there's a lot of good things that came out of it. I mean, you want to talk about competitive, it is cutthroat, you know, and I'm in a competitive space now. I'm in, you know, data management and analytics. There's a lot of big players in that space. It's competitive. And I saw how, you know, the importance of being able to evolve because, you know, we were at a time and, you know, I'm probably around your age. So, you know, some of the listeners on, you know, to the podcast, you know, there was a day when there was not an Internet. Right. So <laughs> once the Internet came, I mean, that just changed the way that people bought, you know, cars. And, you know, so that lesson for me, the importance of being able to evolve and change, you know, that was really life changing. And, you know, now in sales development. You know, we're, we're kind of in that same space, you know, in that same type of situation. Things are moving, you know, towards a more customer centric approach. The customer experience is important. And it really starts with sales development. 
So evolving my team to fit that model, value-based, earning the right to be able to engage with them, being a trusted advisor, a consultative approach, that understanding the importance to, to adapt and make those changes, you know, the situation that we're in now, you know, I got that out of the, the auto industry. Yes. And that, that experience. And so I think one, one thing that teams struggle with is because of that changing environment, right? And because of the changing buyer behavior, they're like, man, you know, I've tried everything and I just can't seem to break through, you know, and they probably bring that to you. And I mean, are you just like, Dude, you don't even know like you don't even know what it's like. I mean, we didn't even have any of this stuff. Because you kinda oh. you kinda got that vibe of like, you know, like back in my day, like we had to make three hundred <laughs> phone calls, but but I mean that doesn't really help, you know, to have that attitude. So it's like, how do you deal with people that are just like, Hey man, I've tried everything in sales development, nothing's working for me. What what do I do? So, you know, I try and frame it in a context which is relatable, you know, to the sales development rep. You know, you know, I work with, you know, a mixed bag. So I have a lot of millennials. You know, I also have some older folks. But, you know, I frame it, you know, actually back into the context of, of the auto industry. So, like, you know, I ask them, like, if you're going to make a purchase or if you're going to buy a car, you know, what do you do? Well, you know, I, I get online and I do a bunch of research, you know, and I tell them, you know, I'm, I'm actually in the market for a car right now. So I've put a lot of time into this. I haven't stepped foot onto a lot. I haven't engaged a salesperson. You know, I'm in the research mode and I frame that context for the sales development reps like, you know, the people that we are you know, selling to. It's the same thing for them. You know, they do a lot of research up front. And the best way to connect is is not a, you know, what's in it for me approach. I want to get a meeting so I can get paid, you know, hit my metrics type of thing. You know, you have to change, you know, it starts with really, you know, changing your changing your way of thinking and making sure that every touch point and definitely, you know, it has to be a multi-touch point, multi-channel. You never know, you know, what the best way to engage a prospect is. Some Some folks like LinkedIn, you know, they prefer that method to email. The importance of calls and voicemails and yeah you're probably not going to get a call back but you're connecting the touch points and bringing value with every touch point so that you earn the right to become a part of their process you know that's that's sort of how i frame it and understanding to be patient as opposed to just pounding people with an email and i'm sure it's the same way with you david everybody's trying to sell to you and I can guarantee you probably 90% of the engagement is through email and probably very few people pick up the phone and call you. Now, you know, this is so interesting. I mean, I, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because I love what you're saying about putting yourself into the shoes of the buyer. And that's, that's if you, I'm sure that you've got a thumbed copy, the sales development playbook by Trish Berzuzzi Absolutely. And the, and the game. Absolutely. You know, this is where I always recommend that you start, you know, understand your buyer. What is their world? What, how do they go through it? I love your analogy of like shopping for a car. What was the process that you went through in doing that research and then trying to put yourself into their shoes? Now, the, where it becomes tricky is at the same time, the sales development rep, you know, they're learning, they're trying to 
get into the shoes of the buyer. They're learning their persona, their pain point, and you know, trying to fit into that buyer cycle with research touch points. But at the same time, they're under a lot of pressure to perform and they have to set appointments and build pipeline in order to get paid. So you have like this tension that yeah. I think leads to a poor experience for the person out there doing the research. It's a quandary, you know, yeah. but as leaders... You know, we have to understand that. And I need to build relationships, you know, with my, you know, executive leadership team. And if we believe that this is a long term strategy that's going to lead towards long term success. And, and I also do believe it, we, you know, as we, you know, evolve and ramp this up, we will see, you know, we will have some some wins in the short term as well. But, you know, I, I've got a great relationship, you know, with our senior vice president, Brian Doheny. He's very committed to sales development. So part of it is culture. So, you know, leadership being on the same page, understanding that this is, you know, the method of sale that we need to be in. And let's face it, you know, we're spoiled now with the Amazon experience, the Spotify experience. Everything's very tailored, you know, to your needs. And that's how people are now buying. Expectations are high. And it really starts with the initial point of engagement along through the sales cycle. And then, of course, you have to really manage and anchor that account. You know, want you want to build a long term relationship, um, you that. know, but it starts with sales development. I love that. So what's a good way to approach the buyer? So say you, you've got, you know, you're out there and there's like five major, you know, personas that you you call on and you want to take this attitude of, hey, I'm not going to pester them. I'm going to help them along in their research and help them to, you know, be better educated on this so that when the time comes, then they're a right fit. We bring them in. We have a meeting. So like where, where do we start with that? What's, what's an initial outreach to them? And like, what does that look like? So, you know, it starts with the research. So, you know, I'm big on developing business acumen. You know, and you touched on it. So, you know, understanding the persona. So, you know, how is, is the person, you know, measured, you know, performance, you know, what's important to them? You know, what kind of requests and demands, you know, does the person hear most frequently? You know, what gets in the way of the person's success? You know, the, the department, the line of business, you know, those types of things. You know, what what are some of the problems, the challenges? What are some of the threats? And basically tailoring the content to that. And so, you know, kind of telling a story. So, yes, it's email. You know, it's very, you know, people are busy. So we want to be respectful. We want to get right to the point, you know, kind of that why you, why now, you know, Jay Barrow's approach. But we also, you know, I'm fortunate where it's a larger company. So we have webcasts, we've got white papers. So things that are relevant, you know, kind of sharing that information with the prospect. And what that does is it does a couple of things. You know, first of all, you're you know providing value. Secondly, you're building credibility. So hey, there's I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of bad you know content going out there. There's a lot of people you know, as you said, they're pressured to get meetings. So it's like, yeah, hey, do you have 15 minutes? Do you have 15 minutes? You know, people are peppered with that. So like, how do you stand out? You stand out by providing value. You make it about you know their journey. You understand that just if they're not ready to engage, like continue to provide value, you know, not I call it professionally persistent. And if you provide value, if you build credibility, you know, eventually people will engage if there is a pain, you know, that aligns to your solution. And we're starting to see some success with that approach. Nice. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? 
then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need VanillaSoft. Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Okay. And so you're building, like, you're almost building a relationship. And so your philosophy is when you're, say you hire someone on your team to be a new rep, building that business acumen and teaching them about the market and the persona. That's where, that's one of the main things of your training program. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, that's really what I'm doing now. So I've been in this role, you know, roughly six months and there was nothing built out. So I'm building all of that out. And, you know, sales enablement is so important. So, you know, you're hiring somebody, not a ton of experience coming out of college. Their success is going to be dependent upon the level of training and coaching and and the resources that you have available, you know, to to the SDR, it's tremendously important. And a component of that is around understanding the persona, understanding, you know, the vertical, etc. And I'm such a big proponent of coaching. And it's not like, hey, you get hired, you go through new hire training, you know, here's your desk, you know, good luck. Like we do this weekly. You know, we're committed to it. And anybody who's going to be a sales leader under me, it has to be committed to that as well. And I take it very seriously because the type of people that I'm looking to hire, I want people who are driven, people who are motivated, you know, people who want to, you know, grow and expand their knowledge. And if you're going to bring somebody like that on board and typically they're going to be a, a high performer, you know, the promise that I make to them is that I'm invested in their personal growth, their career growth. So I make that a pillar to my sales development organization. Oh, man, I love this. I think you're going to get a lot of inbound applications <laughs> for the job. It's like, well, I could go to business school <laughs> with Ron and get paid yeah. at the same time. That's Being awesome, me on dude. LinkedIn, we are hiring. <laughs> nice. There you go, folks. You just got your next lead. Hey, and... Let me ask you this. So for all the people that are out there who's, you know, VP or CEO, they don't really understand sales development and they just want results, you know, instantly, like a pop tart, you know, microwave thing. And and I think both of you and I know that it takes time to develop these things. It takes right. time right. to and resources to set up a system that's repeatable. How do you advise you know, talking to somebody who really doesn't, they're not in our world and they don't really get this. And, you know, you're trying to put a real solid program in place. David, we can do an entire show on this topic. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) Because you know how it is. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. And anybody who is a sales manager or a sales director automatically assumes that they are a sales development expert. And it's, you know, you you are so, you know, right. And especially the journey that we're on right now, where we're building out a program, it does take time. It's not automatic. It is an investment. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, it comes to, you know, trying to change the culture of an organization. If it doesn't already exist, it's all about relationships. And again, you know, I really have to credit, you know, my leader, Brian Doheny, And the reason why is he gives us a platform. You know, we have a voice. And unfortunately, in some organizations, sales development doesn't have a voice. So to talk about your specific question, I'll give you an example. So, you know, we're going to have a sales executive sales leadership meeting, you know, coming up in April. You know, I'm a part of that agenda. I'll be presenting to the team. 
you know, I'm going to break down and it's up to me to effectively communicate, you know, this journey, you know, where we're at, where we're going to go and have those types of touch points. You know, it's really important to have buy-in and good communication with, you know, other, you know, key stakeholders within the organization. And I think that, you know, they're starting to get it and some already did, you know, to their credit. Nice. Okay. So you've got to, you know, having a, a supporter within your company that's oh, yeah. uh, like a mentor. Oh my God. It makes such a huge difference. It, it's, like, it makes a ton of difference. And, you know, and, and I got to give you credit. The last time we talked, you put me on to, you know, the Chris Van book and, you know, yeah. so many, you know, SaaS companies have leveraged sales development. And when they've made that investment, it's really driven growth. I, I mean, MuleSoft, Cloudera, I mean, we could go on and on and on. And I believe that we can do the same thing here. And luckily, you know, I'm very fortunate that I do have some support at a very high level. And I'm excited to see where we take this thing. Me too. And and I got one more in that vein. I've got one more question for you in that you mentioned, you know, everybody becomes an expert in sales. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even if they haven't, they haven't run a sales development team or it's been 15 years. So what what do you do with the sales reps? Because a lot of them used to be SDRs, and you know now they're on the receiving end. They're not getting enough meetings. They're not building enough pipeline. And all of a sudden, you've got you know twenty sales reps, and each one is an expert in sales development, and they're working on you to make changes and to do things differently. And you know you're going, dude. <laughs> you know, back off. But anyways, what, how do you deal with that if, if you've ever had to? Oh, have I? <laughs> it, it, you know, this is a pretty good I can't company, stump so you, man. We're, we're talking like 50 reps. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, and everybody's an expert, you know. So, I mean, first and foremost, you know, you know, and Richard Harris talks about this, right? So being vulnerable, you know, and understanding that, you know, you're fallible, you know, you're not going to be perfect. And, you know, accepting that, you know, but being able to learn from those mistakes along the way, you know, I'm also really big on feedback, feedback on all levels. Matter of fact, I just had a conversation with one of our reps, John Sobic, and I want to get, you know, an understanding, you know, where they're at, you know, from their line of sight, challenges that they're having, you know, what's working, what's not working. At the end of the day, you're not going to please everybody. I mean, let's face it. But I think the most important thing, you know, again, kind of comes back to communication, you know, getting input from others. And then, you know, with me, I really preach the, the importance of having that AESDR relationship. And so defining expectations and, you know, when you have defined expectations and it's not gray, then everybody can kind of be a little bit more on the same page. So if it's, you know, hey, this was a horrible meeting, you know, why is it why was it a bad meeting? Well, you know, it wasn't the right, you know, title. Well, you know, have you really, you know, defined with your SDR, you know, where you want to focus? Because even though we as an organization may have titles that we want to focus on, you know, particular AEs may have a sweet spot. Maybe they want to focus on certain, you know, things. You know, everybody kind of has a way of running their business. So having that communication, like if you haven't had that communication with your SDR, if you're not invested in the relationship, it's going to impact the relationship. So that right there is like you may have to call out a little bit, you know, but, you know, again, it's, it's just, you know, it starts with the AE SDR relationship, you know, the, the sales development managers, you know, need to be in good communication with the AEs, you know, and I do as well. And we all have to, you know, level set on expectations, 
and we have to understand that you know it's a team sport. So it's if it's not working, it's, it's got to be how can we fix it as opposed to how can you fix it. You know, yes. no finger pointing. No finger pointing. No blame game. We're on the same team. Let's Absolutely. communicate. Let's get this done. Let's row in the same direction. I mean, easier said than done. But yeah. you're <laughs> easier said than done, especially at some companies. But so question for you. So this is a very established company where you're at right now. And you are bringing in these very modern cutting edge sales development, you know, philosophies. You know, a lot of people, they, it's, it's the opposite. It's like a new company. Hey, we need some appointments. Let's start a sales development program. But you're almost doing it the opposite. So what, what has that experience been like? It's been a ton of change. You know, I mean, for me personally, it's like a dream opportunity. You know, to have an opportunity to build a sales development program from the ground up. I mean, typically you're at a startup, so you're working with a really small team. You know, I'm, I have a team of 25 SDRs, you know, across North America. You know, we also have an international, you know, SDR team. I'm not involved with that, but you have a, a pretty, you know, 25 is a pretty large SDR team. I've got inbound, I've got outbound, you know, it, but it's a 43-year-old company. You know, the founder, who, you know, who's a brilliant man. I mean, our software is spectacular. But we did not have modern business practices. You know, we recently got an investment from Goldman Sachs, so now we're partnered up with them. We got a brand new CEO, Frank Vela, and Frank brought on, you know, Brian. And, you know, Brian, you know, right away, you know, identified like, hey, you know, if we're going to win, we've got to have a successful, you know, sales development program. I mean, we're in the SaaS space. You know, I, I kind of mentioned, you know, MuleSoft and Cloudera and, you know, all these companies have really leveraged it. So, you know, that's that's a pillar, you know, for our success and for our growth. And, you know, it's been a ton of change. So the challenge for me as we, you know, retool and, you know, we, we've sort of right sized the business from a personnel perspective. We've done some territory, you know, adjustments and whatnot. So the challenge for me has been a, keeping, you know, folks focused, you know, as we go through these types of change. Some people are adverse to it and just kind of keeping people, you know, believing in the mission and understanding that these changes are for the better and it's going to lead to you know growth in the company it's going to help them to be successful the SDRs i mean they love the change they love the structure and they understand you know how it benefits them so it's honestly i mean it's just i'm having the time of my life right now i love it and you know you mentioned a key word that comes up a lot in this very distracted, you know, environment that we have. And especially as you're, you're implementing all these changes, you've got new leadership, you've got new investment, focus, focus. How do you keep your team on, on point and keep yourself on point with all these different changes that are happening? Well, I'll kind of start with what I do with the team. And, you know, the way that I'm building this program up is a lot of it is like, I make it about them. So, you know, that that's sort of like helps to maintain focus every day. And, it's you know, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but, you know, getting one percent better every day and like the work that you do and developing these skills and being successful like this is your launching pad. And, you know, I'm living proof. I was an SDR. You know, now I'm running a North American, you know, sales development team. That's where the focus comes in. I make it about them and I, I help them to understand and put it in a context where, you know, yeah, there's going to be benefit to the company, you know, to the team, et cetera. You know, but really the investment of your energy, your time, your buy in, 
the commitment to learning, that is all you. And this is going to help you to move, you know, you in the direction of your dreams, your goals. And, you know, so as a component of the training, there is a motivational component. So I try and take things, you know, that I've learned from folks like yourself, Kevin Dorsey, Barrows, et cetera, and, you know, provide that to them. And it, that, that really gets them charged up. And, you know, likewise for me. So, you know, go on to conferences like the Sales Development Conference, you know, or Rainmaker or, you know, having mentors and people that I can lean on. That helps me to maintain focus. You know, I'm competitive. You know, I'm driven. But there are some some tough days. You know, I don't wake up out of bed every day. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. But, you know, having <laughs> having a network of folks, you know, and having conversations with folks like yourself. I mean, that like supercharges me up. You know, at the end of the day, I'm pretty much a sales development geek. I love the stuff. Oh, man, I love it. I, I mean, we've covered so many useful topics. I mean, if anybody is a leader or they want to become a leader, go back, rewind, listen to what Ron is saying. Man, we are in wild agreement on all this stuff and I've loved picking your brain about it. You know, it's funny. A lot of people skip over the whole mindset issue with sales development reps. They just think it's fluffy, you know, motivational, like hippy dippy stuff. But <laughs> I think I think we are in total agreement that, hey, motivation, yes, it wears off, but so does brushing your teeth, right? You still right, do it right. every day because Absolutely. if you don't, you're going to be in bad shape. And I, I think that people skip over that. They're just like, hey, I'll buy the latest tool. I just need to like redo my script. I just need to make more phone calls. And then it's like, hey, why am I so depressed? You know, and it's right, like, hey, right. you, you've been, you haven't been thinking about your positive mindset and how to like structure your day around that. So that's really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you, you can get burnt out pretty easy in this business and, you know, yes. sales development in particular. I mean, it's such a unique role because every day you go to work, you know, you're going to be rejected every day, you know, and that can wear on you. And you can have, you know, days where you make 40, 50 dials, you don't even get a single person, you know, to pick up. So, you know, how do you, you know, continue to, you know, stay motivated so that when you make that 55th dial and someone does pick up, you know, you have energy, you have enthusiasm. If you're not excited about evangelizing the message, then the other person on the other line is not going to be excited about it either. So it's really, you know, I, I talk about the values that I want to have on this team and I talk about, you know, the emotional characteristics, you know, that are important. And, you know, self-awareness and understanding, you know, hey, you know, I'm in a funky mood right now. You know, what am I going to do about it? And, you know, creating a sense of a team environment where, you know, the SDRs, you know, even if they're halfway across, you know, the country, you know, they have those relationships and, you know, they can slack each other or email each other. Everybody on this team has my cell phone number. You know, they're welcome to text me, call me. We can talk about anything, you know, whatever. Just shoot the shit, whatever. You know, you have to kind of create that environment. It's a supportive environment and it's encouraging and, you know, it's it's reflective of the fact that, hey, we're all human beings here. We're not like ones and zeros, you know, computers here. I mean, right. we're gushy, gushy, <laughs> emotional people and it goes up and down. But yeah, I mean, 
what's exciting about it, sales development is that it is like almost like a self-development course. I mean, you got to face your fear every day. You got to learn new challenges. You got to learn your industry. You have the potential to become a sales rep and make a lot of money or move up like Ron has done and become a leader in the industry. So it's, it's a really exciting field. But on the flip side, I mean, it is a huge challenge. So you got to have that, that support system. No, no question. Yeah. No question. Man, this has been amazing. Ron, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your knowledge and your story. I can't wait to have more conversations with you. I feel like we're just scratching the surface on a lot of this stuff. But hey, like you said, you've got job openings. You're on LinkedIn. How do people connect with you? They, they can either email me directly, ron underscore nelson at ibi.com, or they can, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to talk about, you know, best practices. If there's an SDR, you know, looking for a new opportunity, you know, this is an exciting space, data management, analytics, ping me and we'll go from there. Oh man, I think that that is a golden opportunity. It sounds like great product, great investments, great leadership. And obviously, you know, Ron is there and, and, you know, you'd be crazy not to look into that. So Ron, thanks again. We'll see you in a few months here at the conference. And uh, in the meantime, let's get you back on the show real soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.